0: dash plus dot com that's M-U-D dash plus dot com and use promo code Trimod for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description. The columns of his palace were inlaid with gold, and his treasure room was filled with jewels, yet he was not satisfied. He longed for greater wealth. He did not care for music or flowers, or indeed for anything else except his beautiful little daughter and his riches. Midas wished to give his daughter, Marigold, the finest dresses ever made, the most beautiful beads and jeweled bands for her hair. This was one reason why he longed to have gold and riches. But Marigold loved to wear a short white frock and to go barefoot over the grass with only a band of ribbon on her head. She liked to feel the cool wind blow Through her curls, she loved roses and violets much better than jewels. Sometimes she begged King Midas to leave his treasure room, where he liked to sit, to walk in the woods with her. The birds are singing, she would say, and the very first anemones are in the bloom. But Midas would pat her head and tell her to run out and play. One day, as Midas sat counting his riches, a stranger walked into the room and touched him on the shoulder. Vine twined around the visitor's head, and the leopard's skin hung from his shoulders. ''Who are you?'' cried Midas in alarm. ''And how did you pass the guards?'' I am Bacchus, the stranger said. I have come to thank you. Not long ago you were kind to my old teacher, Silenus. The gods do not forget such things. Then Midas remembered that one evening an aged man had stumbled into the palace. Midas had given him shelter and food and fresh clothing. In the morning, the king has sent him on his way with a companion to guide him. Midas rose to his feet, as even a royal mortal should stand in the presence of gods. He bowed low to Bacchus, inviting him to be seated. Bacchus looked at the chair inlaid with gold. He saw the table strewn with jewels and coins and glittering balls. He shuddered and moved further away from Midas. I cannot stay in this room, said Bacchus. There is no sunshine here, nor any sound of the wind in the vine leaves. Midas looked at the god in amazement. You talk like my daughter Marigold, said he. True, there is no sunshine here, but look. See the golden lights on these bowls and the red glow on the jewels. Have you seen the colors of grapes when the sun shines through them, purple and red and amber, asked Bacchus? No, said Midas. I like grapes only when they are brought to me on a golden platter. There is nothing in the world so lovely as gold. I wish that everything I touch might be changed into that beautiful metal. Then I should be happy. You shall have as you wish, said Bacchus, hurrying away from the gloomy room to his vineyards in in the sunny hills. I shall have my wish, whispered Midas delightedly. Can he really mean it? Just then, the palace servant struck the big gong and called the king to dinner. Midas locked the room of his treasury and walked towards the room where his dinner awaited him. He glanced down at the great key in his hands. It was gold. His sleeve too gleamed a dull yellow and felt stiff to the touch. His girdle was changed to the same metal. His sandals, everything he wore, was shining gold. He touched a marble column as he passed, and it turned yellow. The curtains, which he brushed in passing, grew rigid and gleaming. Marigold came dancing from the woods, her hands full of white anemones. She sat down in her tall chair beside the king's. ''Why, father?'' she said. ''When did you buy that funny stiff robe and your yellow sandals? Where did you get them?'' Mida smiled lightly as he sat down. ''They are solid gold, my dear. The gods have given me the golden touch.'' You may have anything in the world that you wish now. Look at your chair, father, cried Marigold. No doubt it is also gold, smiled Midas, turning to see. It seems more comfortable than ever. I shall have every chair in the palace made over. He took his white napkin in his hand and shook it out. It was wonderful to see the golden color spread over the snowy linen, almost as if a yellow flame ran up the folds. Smiling more than ever, he reached for his spoon. We shall have all the golden dishes we like, he said. Then he raised a spoonful of the savory soup into his mouth. He tasted it and it was very good. But oh... Horrible! When he tried to swallow it, the taste vanished and there was nothing in his mouth but a hard lump. He choked and sputtered and coughed. He looked at his plate in surprise. Can there be a stone in my soup? he wondered. Midas tried another spoonful, but the same thing happened. He broke a piece of br- white bread and it turned gold as he raised it to his lips. He touched an apple and a pear. They became hard and glittering. Oh, shouted the king. I do not want my food to become gold. Everything else, oh great God, Bacchus, but not my food. Bacchus did not hear. He was far away in his vineyards, listening to Pan's music. Marigold climbed down from her tall chair and ran to the king. Oh, dear father, she said, What has happened? She put her arms around his neck and her cheek to his. At the same moment, her skin grew dark and yellow. The pink and tan of, of her cheek vanished. Only her hair remained its own color, for her curls had always been like spun gold. Midas put his hand on her to caress her, then drew away in terror, for his little daughter was now cold and hard as a golden statue. O Bacchus! O great Bacchus! cried Midas, leaping to his feet. Take away this dreadful gift! My daughter has become a golden image. Everything I touch grows hard and cold. Give me back, my little girl, or let me die. Bacchus heard at last and came down from the hilltop and entered the palace. Well, Midas, he asked, do you still care so much for gold? No, said the king. Take away the golden touch and give me my merry gold. Bacchus smiled wisely at the king. Perhaps now you will like the sunshine as much as gold, said the god, and the glowing lights in the grapes better than the glitter of stones. Perhaps now you will leave your treasure room sometimes and walk in the woods with merry gold. I will, I will, shouted Midas. Only let her live again. Then go to the river and wash, said Bacchus. Midas ran as fast as he could out of the room and down the marble steps, which turned to gold as he passed. In the garden, the rose bushes which he brushed lost their green color and became tawny yellow. The gravel path changed and the grass where he walked showed his footprints in yellow tracks. Down the river bank Midas stumbled and splashed into the water. His garments became soft and white, his girdle and sandals were of leather once more, but the river sands where he washed became golden and remained so forever. He ran back to the palace and took the golden figure of little Marigold in his arms. At first she felt hard and cold to his touch, but in a moment Marigold's arms moved, her color returned, and she grew soft and warm. Oh, father, she said, I had a strange dream. I dreamed that I could not speak or move, and I dreamed that your robe was made of gold. But see, it is now white linen, said Midas. Let us eat. The servants brought more hot food, and Midas and his daughter finished their dinner. Never had soup tasted so good to him, nor fruit so juicy. His napkin seemed more beautiful in its snowy whiteness than any golden fabric he had ever seen. When they rose from the table, Marigold showed him the white anemones. There were whole banks of them in the woods, she said, and when the sun shines on them and the wind blows, they look like little dancing nymphs with yellow hair and white tunics. Won't you come with me and see them? Indeed, yes, said Mithas. He put his hand in Marygold's hand and walked with her to the woods. There he found more happiness than he ever had known in his treasure room and learned to love the white buds of flowers more than the largest pearls in his coffers. Are you looking for an easy way to be more grateful and happy during work days? Get a daily checklist with the best 5 ways to easily supercharge your gratitude during workdays. You will discover the simple tricks that will make gratitude easy for you that I've learned from interviewing amazing successful people for the Gratitude Podcast. You will also have simple daily checklists that you can print and use right now And also tips for what to do when you wake up, when you're on your commute, at work, after work and before sleep. You can find it on georgiambenta.com slash checklist. Again, georgiambenta.com slash checklist